Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Soup Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. In a new spot. So why not just wake you up a little bit? Good morning. Am I turning you down? Yep. Just Set like, your own level. Just like every woman in the world. No. That's wow. sad. Well, I got this thing going right here. Here we go. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm, try- I'm, I'm messing nothing? with people's levels. I got nothing, man. There's no oh, Wow. That just jacked it up into my head. Why are you going up with it? They're just I, trying to help a brother. I got, I got Paulie. <laughs> How about we adjusting? get this set before we go on here? <laughs> How about? Hey, hey, now, hey, now, calm down. Now I'm getting shelled in every direction this morning already. I just took a great nap in in, in, uh, in Josh's uh, yeah, couch. Yeah, you did. Take so a little I, went, I went down. I went down. I did are the, you, you still adjusting to uh, not Brooklyn time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I did drive home from the ACC tournament mm-hmm. with the mole and Matt Park. How was that? It was, it was, it was fun, actually. Park's a really funny guy. Paulie, nothing. Yeah, I mean, he's hysterical. <laughs> Wait, can you, can you, can you lift that little piece up. we have? Does you have that little piece to lift? Oh, I don't have it. No, oh, it. producer, I'm prepared. You should check Joe's uh, folder. Maybe he put it there. Oh, there, yeah, you got to check stand-up there. Careers there. <laughs> you got to check this bit. What was this place you guys stopped at the, in Chinatown? I saw Polly post a photo. Uh, HK Wonton Garden, it was called. Yeah, man. I, so so these guys both had never been. They live in New York. They've never been to Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I said, Little Italy and Chinatown are really close to each other. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's blow up you know, over the Brooklyn Bridge, or we'll go to, we'll take one of the bridges over and, mm-hmm. uh, and let's go hit Chinatown. So sure. we walk around Chinatown, and literally, I'm with like two little boys on their first trip to New York City. They were just looking up at all of the buildings and very yeah, excited. Well, yeah, yeah. You want to see the picture? Where I did took? you find a park? That's what I was wondering. He, he parallel parked in the city in like two minutes. He got us in there. Nice. Dropped it. Banged a couple cars. Yeah, yeah I said, it's a rental. It's a rental. <laughs> rental. I haven't returned yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. I gotta find the picture of Polly. Okay, so here's. <laughs> We found a very the first restaurant I wanted to go to. Which what? Which is this? It's called uh, Fotran. Fotran. Oh, I love Fotran. Yeah, a real one. (laughs) We figured it was most appropriate because it was a Fotran. Yeah, it's not a real tran. It's yeah, yeah. So it was Vietnamese trannies that were serving everybody. (laughs) Polly felt right at home there. He did. He loved it. Was the food good? Oh, yeah, food was good. What'd you guys get? Because I'm really hungry right now. I want to live vicariously. with the sweet and sour pork. We got oh, some fried wontons. Nice. Yeah, fresh right out of the oven fried Authentic. wontons. Big, thick. Terrifying. I didn't Authentic. even eat one of those. I behaved. But I did eat two orders of dim sum. <laughs> I did. And we had the coolest waiter. Mm-hmm. This guy was off the chain, wasn't he? Yeah, he, was he like, just didn't even care. He was like, he was like the Asian Elvis. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. He was just all chill. Yeah, all, and he mumbled everything. Nice. And he yeah, didn't he want could. to, like, he didn't care if you stayed or left. He, right. He could have taken it either. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, like, you're going to order or not. You're either going to. He's not putting any thought You want anything it. now? Mm-hmm. All right, forget it. Don't worry. Yeah, good to we'll have some tea. Yeah, because there's a line out the door to get in this place. You, <laughs> yeah, you it was pretty eat, busy. You can either eat or. Well, you can always tell when you go, if you're in, in Chinatown, um, and there's a lot of it, because Chinatown itself it's not like a lot of of Asian people live in Chinatown. Mm. It's not. It's not what you think. It's right. a lot of of restaurants around Chinatown. So when a lot of Asian people are eating in one of the restaurants, you know that it's pretty good. Sure, and that's authentic. Yeah, um, that's the one they stop by. Uh, uh, you eat the big 
cooked chicken or the yeah you got to find the it, it, there's there's a calculation involved here you got to find the right mixture so you want it to be more of a hole in a wall place yeah because remember what the rents are in these places so you've got to you got to turn it over fast and the food's got to be good but if you go to the big ones you know, they they usually a lot more money and yeah. there's a lot more you know the big grandiose service and they got people I, I don't want that I want the really good food like if there's something dead hanging in the window you know it's gonna yeah, be I good wanted the oh duck we so had a lot bad. of dead stuff hanging in the window just oh. duck yeah I wanted yeah. Duck that was the one so picture bad. Park wanted oh next to the dead ducks just he, hanging there he just wanted the dead ducks yeah he didn't want to be in it I wanted he just want ducks so bad oh, I should should, order. why didn't you order it because it was like thirty bucks I was gonna order 30. I paid <laughs> I know that's why I didn't I'm not a douche I'm not ordering the most expensive thing on the menu man I would have been right in there with you just peeking in that duck wow <laughs> I didn't know you were a peeking duck fan there Paul gotta get it gotta get Paulie, it when it's there there bad. are uh did we find this the, the lift for no I didn't. It's the first day back to school. Talk about a new time slot. 288 is the text line. 315-288-0644. If you want to get involved, new time slot here at the Danny Baldwin Show. Yeah, this is a new gig now. We're going to keep this at 10 o'clock. Um, I think there's a lot more people going to listen. I'm hoping that a lot of the guys that were listening from 3 to 4 will will realize that we're here. Come join us and, uh, over here. Maybe just do a replay. Play it again. Just Go play it again. Double it up. Play it. Double down. The great one's going to want to pay a reduced rate, like maybe $1.50 an hour. When my alarm went off at 8 a.m. today, I cursed to the show. Did you? Why? What time are you normally in? I'm normally here around 10. 11. You stroll in late, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's then you, over. My, that's he's over? A big, that's he's over. A, he's a big timer. And no more basketball for him to have an excuse. Although, speaking of which... Are you hearing all this stuff going on and looking into bracketology, like that we have an actual shot at getting yeah, in the play? I was CBS, I've been so no, 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 no. In CBS, I looked at their page, and they've convinced me Syracuse should be in the NCAA tournament. Well, and I'm hearing the most outlandish stuff, too. You know, there, there, there was this whole heartwarming article about um, um, Notre Dame University, and, you know, and they had two guys that were significant factors to their team that sat out a big bunch up until the end and now this is the real team and because of the way they're playing and I'm thinking I don't see any heart throbbing article about how Syracuse only has really six guys in a rotation and that they're playing 40 minutes 38 minutes a game I, I, I don't see that article about how they've been able to yeah. you know bounce back and be respectable and do well when every non-conference, with the exception of St. Bonaventure, who by the way is going to the tournament, you know. So where's the article about us if they're going to take it? They're going to factor in stuff. Yeah, I mean Syracuse had a guy transfer in the middle of the year and a and a backup point guard get hurt. I mean, if you got to look at it that way, also, right? If you're did, did he transfer? It. Well, he, 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 just, he didn't go anywhere. He, he no, he didn't go anywhere. Gino's at UPS right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did CBS say? Now they're making the claim that... Well, they, they've just got... Syracuse, of all the bubble teams, Syracuse has the best RPI and strength of schedule mm-hmm. out of all of those teams. And, and and the biggest thing that they look at, according... all all Here's the other thing. All of the dominoes... I'll get back to the biggest thing they look at. Um, all the dominoes are falling into place because... What will screw us is some smaller non-conference team that rocks somebody and gets you know and mm-hmm. wins the title. Mm-hmm. That takes up a slot automatically because they won their division, their conference rather. Um, so, so that would be bad. That's not happening. Louisville just went down, and everyone's comparing us to Louisville. I got news for you: who's the better fighter? 
And then you go through the list of fights he had, and you go, oh, he actually fought this guy once before and beat him. Well, does that not matter to anything? Yeah. We beat Louisville on the road in Louisville. And and we're having a conversation over who deserves to go to the tournament, them or us. Yeah, well, they also do quadrant one wins and all that other garbage. And you if know, you have a lot of wins against good teams, you're so, probably going to get so in. So if you ask uh, Apollo Creed who's the best boxer after the first fight, Rocky knocked you out. Rocky beat you. That's it. Period. That's there's not a, it's not a question about it anymore. So you were in the same season. We go in their place and we beat them. Oh yeah, but they beat Tommy. Who beat, by that same logic, then any of the teams? How many losses did uh, 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 the Eagles have this year? Two. Mm. So both those teams should have won the. They really won the Super Bowl because they beat the Eagles. But no, 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 they, no. but Didn't no, they? that's yeah. But that's not how the NCAA tournament works. The NCAA tournament is a bunch of nerds who have nothing to do with the sport itself. Sit in a room and do everything based on numbers and stats, and so. Yeah, that's that great line from The Natural, when uh, um, Robert Redford looks at Robert Duvall, who's the the, the news reporter who's going to run the story on him because of the the shooting death that happened in the beginning of the movie. And he says, do you ever play ball? Have you ever played baseball? And he goes, no, actually, I never did. <laughs> and that ends it in a nutshell. If, it, mm-hmm. if you don't understand the fact that we went over there and we beat them, and that's no easy thing to do. Count the number of teams in the last 10 years that go into Louisville and beat Louisville. That, even in a, in a year that they're not a great program, and still that's not an easy thing to do, to go on somebody's court and beat them. I don't understand why this car... If Louisville gets in... And Syracuse doesn't. I'm going to be bash fest on this on this committee that I'm going to call them to the carpet. Do you think Syracuse gets in? You heard my take on it. I've been saying it all along. When we lost to and, and it wasn't the, the game that screwed us was Boston College. That's what I thought because we did follow through with beating a, a, a Clemson. And I said if we beat BC and we beat Clemson, we're in. It won't matter what we do in the ACC. Now we lose to BC, who by the way starts playing lights out. But every everyone that's supposed to lose is losing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer now in the. I thought we were dead before we went into the ACC tournament. And you'd think, and I said, okay, well, let's play the game again now because pe- other people who are more knowledgeable than I are saying, look, if they if they beat Wake and they beat North Carolina, so I started thinking about that, and I said, well, obviously we have to beat Wake again. This is the same as BC and then Clemson. So yeah, baby, I'll I'm get sorry. it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Take the call. Who it's my it? kid's school calling me back about an incident that happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. Kids getting in trouble again. Incident on the bus. Not with my kid. My kid was the receiving end of the incident on the bus. No. Yeah. No, I had to call. We're going to talk about that in a minute because okay. the same thing happened to me. Yeah? Yeah. You won't believe what happened. So, uh, you know what? Yes, I am a believer. I'm a believer for this reason. Had we beaten Carolina in the ACC tournament, I think that would have put us in for sure. Yes. So, we don't do that. But- when you look at, at, at another thing that I, I, I don't believe they're going to tell you this, but I do believe it exists. There are television rights involved in this. There's a business that goes I was just going to ask that. Viewership and you, ticket yes, sales and yes, whatnot. And people know the name Syracuse. They know the name Jim Beheim. They know the tradition. They they know Carmelo. All the things they get to talk about. Even if they want to root against Jim Beheim, they want to watch the game. You know what? They know this program. So when you say, "Hey, we can get Dayton in," we can get even. You know, go back to another example: Marquette. 
you know, when they when when they had their great runs, but but even that one's way longer ago. Syracuse has been to the Final Four in the last couple of years, so I think they're a viable name in drawing people to want to see a game. So to have them come up from the basement and know that they recently made a run that they weren't supposed to make, they were a bubble team then, and they went to the Final Four. So they know Syracuse has done this before. They want that team, that that giant slayer team, that can possibly do it. We've got one of the best backcourts in the country, and I think they say things that aren't factors on that screen. I think they talk about how they get a bigger crowd to watch the game on TV, how they get some excitement and enthusiasm going, and if that's a factor, which I believe it is, yes, I have to change my opinion. I think that they they have a—it's a long shot— but they have a possibility to get into the play-in round. And uh, Central New Yorkers would drive to Dayton. They'd go out to Dayton to watch that game. I'm 80-20. Mm-hmm. I'm 80-20, they're not in. You're 80-20, they're not in. Yeah. Okay, well then you're back to 20% of that. You think there is yeah. that, that glimmer. I was 100% out. Here was my analogy this morning. I said there's, you know, you, you look down and Grandpa's not in the bed. He's on the ground. And you run up to Grandpa and you roll him over and go, Grandpa, Grandpa, and there's no response. Then you turn around, you put your head on his chest, and you don't hear anything, and you put your head near his mouth, and you want to listen if you hear. You don't hear anything. So does that mean he's gone? No, that means you whip out the paddles, baby. <laughs> oh, so we need the paddles. We're, well, I think we're at that point. We're, we're on the crash cart right mm-hmm. now. Clear! You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But there's still a glimmer. There's still a glimmer. There's still the paddles. And we'll be back after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, we're back. We're talking bus rides now <laughs> on the off. Josh, you had a situation. I guess I had a situation. My 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 son was on the bus yesterday. Daughter, not my daughter, my a little girl from his class was sitting with him. I don't know if they were monkeying around or whatever. She's grabbing him. She's pulling him. Accidentally or purposefully punches him in the face. We don't know. He gets a bloody Where's nose. Where's the accidental and punching in the face? I'm trying to get clear. I don't know. They were that. monkeying around. Like I, I can't. It's a seven year old. She to might give have a popped them. Yeah, she might have like ac- accidentally okay. popped him or whatever. But all I know is he had a bloody nose, and now he doesn't want to ride the bus anymore. So I had to call the bus garage and be that parent who's like, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on down there, but let's try to figure it out. Do they not have cameras on buses? They do, but it's. I mean, maybe they got to go. I mean, they're so tiny you can't see them in all the seats. Do they have cameras on the bus? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. They put them in when I was graduating high school. Really? Mm-hmm. So my kids have, because my my daughter came home, Finley, yeah. and I get this thing from Robin. The report came in. They already called. You know, um, Finley got on, and they got this stuff. The kids came out to me and wanted to make slime all the time. Oh, so, it's the worst. Okay. So I, I, I go in. What do you do? And my, my, my daughter, Avis, is like a scientist. She goes, no, you want to add bromide this, and it's bubbling, and it turns into this crap that they... So it's all over the house. Yeah. It's in the rugs. It's on the couch. It's on, and I said, okay, listen, we're no longer making slime. So they go over to this one friend's house, and they make slime over there. And I see, um, this is one of uh, Robin and my friends, uh, Wayne and Susie. So, and super nice people, like some of our best friends in town, and the kids are, you know, coordinate age-wise. But And they let their kids do the slime thing. Well, for me, the hard part about this slime stuff is that they, they're – 
they're like watching TV or doing something else, and all they're doing is just squeezing it. I mean, they're like they're like obsessed with this mm-hmm. stuff. It's a tactile so, thing. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's uh, whatever it brings them some comforting mm-hmm. thing. But they're zombied out. My kids squeezing the slime. Right. Right. Squeezing. Right. So I, I'm like, no, you can't use it. If they use it over there, you can. You know, they can use it over there. You're not allowed to use their slime. So now, because of the takeaway thing. Finley sitting next to a girl on the bus who has like a uh, a Tupperware of slime. Mm-hmm. So other kids are coming over, getting up out of their seats on the bus, and they're poking the slime. And Finley says, "I want to, I want to touch that slime." And she goes, "No, if you touch that slime, I'm going to hit you." Mm. And she went, and so of course she takes her finger, and, and this girl holds off and punches her right. In the oh face. my god! Like smashed her over the had slime. A, had a had a had a big red mark on her face. Crying, went into school, told, you know, so now we're up at the school. And, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I think, the, I think the president needs to call for a slime ban. I think it needs to happen. Yeah. No buses, slime. stuff goes down on Dude, buses. buses are but crazy. But you don't remember that from your school days? That's where there, I didn't there get was to like, take the bus. You I, didn't? I was, my father. It was lawless. Had, oh, my yeah. God. It's like the you, had, you, you had to live It's like a, a prison mile. transport. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> You had to live a mile away from the school. The house next door to us was mm-hmm. a mile. We were fifty four hundred and something feet, and yeah. they and they didn't let us take the bus, Did so walk. we walked the max to like <gasps> almost a mile. But there was something to be said about the adventure. You know, we were knocking garbage cans over, bombing snowballs. We skitched. Did you guys skitch up here? Where you hold on to the back of the car, the you bus. Hold on yeah. to the bumper, and you yeah. and you let the car tow you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we skitched hard. Oh, you missed out on a whole bunch not riding that bus. It sounds like you made up for it, but you just there's war crimes on the bus. <laughs> right I saw seriously. I saw my first like naked girls on the bus. Uh, everything. Girls were throwing down on the bus with guys. Dude, yeah. you show me Dude. yours, I'll show you mine. I, I, Bus drivers have the utmost respect because they are driving around just these crazy kids. It's like the Wild West out there. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What did you have on the bus, Polly? Yeah, what did you get like, going down, Polly? I remember my my we we had a bus with um I went to a Catholic school and That's even we, worse. we had the yeah. uh we had the private or the public school kids on the bus too, so yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. split. And my brother stole the communion from the church when he was at altar boy, and he was giving. He held mass on the bus, <laughs> and he gave communion waivers to all the to like even people that weren't Catholic. He's on mm-hmm. holding, like punching people. I remember uh, one of my buddies said something to this huge kid on the bus, and the kid sat there on the bus the whole time. With his palm, his palm pushing his nose down oh, on wow. the bus for like a twenty-minute bus ride. So when he got off the bus, his nose was like touching his. Oh my god! My little brother was so bad on the bus; they had to strap him in like Hannibal Lecter in the front seat. Like they had these over-the-shoulder restraints so that he wouldn't like, race car drive. Yeah, like he was in the front seat. And I remember he'd come home and they'd release him like he was Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Be like, here, he's your problem now. Did they put the mask on him? They, they everything short of that. It was like a, two different belts and over the shoulder, and he, he was completely immobile. Wow, he was restrained. Yeah. And then you get on a bus going to like a field trip. Oh, my God. A bus to a field trip. That's when all the hooking up happened. Oh, and yeah. The, and the, yeah. Dude, you used to get on the bus to go to Syracuse Stage here. We used to like do the, like the, every few months you go see a play at the stage. So you get to school. You're all wound up. Everybody gets to get on the bus, and you're like, we're going to watch a play. You didn't care what the play was. You cared about the bus ride to and from. I did one of the greatest bus moments I ever had. 
we were playing, uh, I can't remember, we were playing somebody that wasn't far away when I was at Ball State. And um, and so, the, you know, you put your, your luggage up in the rack above the seats. And they were, you know, reclining like Greyhound kind of nice bus. Um, and so I, I took my bag and I put it on the floor and in front of my seat and slipped it in the seat in front of me. And then I took two more guys' bags and I put one on my on my seat and then piled the next one on and put the seat belt on to hold that mm-hmm. in. And guy's going, dude, that's my bag. What are you doing? I go, yeah, it's going to be right next to you. Don't worry. And I climbed up and shimmied my way in the luggage rack <laughs> of the pillow. And I'm fully laid out. Ow. And the guys looked at me and went, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to sleep the entire ride. I'm going, you go reclining in the seat. I'm sleeping. Yeah. And they, the, the, the next on the way home from the game, the entire luggage racks were filled with guys arguing over who, who should get the space. You made a bunk. I did. I made it a bunk. Yeah. I did one time. I was uh, flying from um, L.A. to JFK in New York, and so I would go if I had a coach seat. I would say, "Can I be in the very last row in the middle?" And the lady would look at me and go, "You want to be in the last row in the middle? They don't recline as far." And I go, "Yes, I know that. I would like to be in the last row in the middle." <laughs> okay. And so I would get out of my seat. And with the wall behind you, there's a nice triangle between the seats a little further than because they allow for the fact that it doesn't recline. So mm-hmm. they give you like another two inches and you can shimmy your way in that entire four spots on perfectly flat ground with the wall behind you to hold you with a pillow and lay all the way out. <laughs> so I would wait for the plane to get up in the air and then I'd take my feet and I'd shimmy my way in there with a pillow and sleep the entire flight. I'd be out. No one bothered me. No buckles, no metal, no armrests. You're on the carpet. So I'm asleep in there and I don't wake up for when we land. Everyone gets off the plane. No one realizes I'm under there, and the plane is absolutely empty. And I hear, and the vacuum comes whistling by my my head. And I look, and I reach out to the vacuum, and this this woman that we had, ah! she screamed and flipped out. A hand came out. I'm, I'm the claw. I'm coming out from underneath. But I landed. I didn't even wake up. To I think touch you that. might be the best napper I've ever met. Oh, I can You're go like a pro napper. He finds forts. He finds forts. I, I create yeah. napping spaces. You're like a like an otter. I like am. you're just kind of like <laughs> I'm, scurrying I'm, in and you find a way. I'm a napopotamus. You are. I felt my first boob on a bus. Yep, same. Wow, first oh. boobs on a bus? Dude, yeah. I had so many I had so many sexual moments on buses. <laughs> I, I cannot get on a Greyhound without getting aroused. On a Greyhound? <laughs> <laughs> he sees a bus go by. Oh my God. And he's got morning wood. Forget about it. I we can't. We were on our way to the wild animal park in we, San Diego. Hershey for Park, Pennsylvania. How old are you in this? Are you 29? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 34 years old. Last no. week. <laughs> exactly. No, it's but, like your teenage, it's like the first time your parents are gone yeah. and then like you put the blanket over you and the girl. I mean, everybody had to know what's going on on those buses. My kids are never getting on a school field trip bus. I will your drive kids them are being accosted on buses now. Yeah, I know. But then I'm going to make them, my kid walk four miles to school now. Yeah, I don't want them touching each other. And I don't need that going down. First, it's like a brothel. Bo- yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a rolling brothel. Oh my God. First boobage for you on a bus? How old? 15, I think. About 15. It was, was a school trip. Seventh grade, whatever seventh grade is. Yeah, school trip. My oh, first girlfriend. Shirt or no shirt? Uh, this was under the shirt, under a jacket. Like oh, we, nice. Like we made the jacket over each other. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Your nice. sister doesn't count, you know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, that wow, was way <laughs> He got that out of the way way away. So way second boot. Knock that out. Exactly. Yeah, let's get Christ. it down. Let's be accurate about this, this depiction here. I apologize. Would they would turn the lights off. Things got crazy on the bus. All right. I got a problem with this next thing. I don't know if we tease it. You want, to, you want me to tease it? We'll go on a break.
We'll come back and talk about I'm this. Pretty I'm teased give you over the, here talking about buses. Yeah, well, this 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 particular animal never made it onto the bus. This <laughs> Central New York 2017 bear hunting. Thirteen were killed in Oneida County. Alessandro, we don't have to go his last name, of Brooklyn, shot this huge bear last fall on his father's property in Delhi, New York. He said it weighed 525 pounds gutted. It was 83 inches from nose to tail. He added um, he added it to uh, specialnyup.com. Um, let's go to break and come back and talk about the necessity of killing bears in upstate New York. Giant bear hunters, yeah, man. Yeah, I... I I, I got to get your opinion on this. All right. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. Brent Axe 4 to 6, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. I suck at this. You suck at it. You know that? So, Paulie, you know, he runs the board when we're on the show. So he, you know, he's he's like a, a a maestro. You know, he's he's bringing up the violins. He's the, the Yanni right time. of ESPN Radio. He is. He's the he's the blondie of ESPN Radio. <laughs> and uh, and so I I ask them all because I have no idea any of this technical stuff. I just shoot my big mouth off for a while until you write in that I suck and then I be quiet. Oh. Um. So he has. I want to. I encourage him like like in a film where you say action. You know. What I mean. So I tell him to point at me so I know exactly when to start. And he was really good at it in the beginning. Then he started doing this weird thing because he sits next to me of of holding his finger close to his body so with his arm up, I can't see when he's pointing at me. And then I found myself sitting there with dead air and he's like shaking his head and then he figured out he needed to move his, <laughs> move his hand where I could see it. Now yeah. he does this, he's anticipating when it's coming, so he starts to p- bring his point and I'm, you know, I'm pursing my lips to say the first syllable and then he pulls it back. Oh. Then he brings it up, he pulls it back. Yeah, you know what? What's going on over there? You lost yourself. You know what? You we got to ban you from the phone. I think you're losing concentration. Uh-oh. We, no, actually we have a caller on the line. We do? Yeah, Doug in Syracuse. Oh, Let's exciting. get Doug in Syracuse. Bring him on. He's going to talk to us about bear hunting. What's he going to talk to us about? Doug, you there? Yes, I am. And no, I don't want to talk about bear hunting. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We're big bears here. Are you still with me? Yeah, man. You're on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've listened to you mention a couple of times about the mid-hats up in uh, Waterloo, done by the ARC up there. Yes, bro. I'm going to tell you a little story, and maybe you can test those folks the next time you go up there and talk to them. Okay. In about, maybe, because I, I question whether or not those people who are doing it understand where that began. Not that that's the least bit important, but it's just a little inside scoop for you. Back in the mid-80s, I want to say 85 or 86, my wife came home with a knit hat that said lacrosse on it, which reminds me. You boys need to be in the dome tomorrow for the Hopkins Syracuse game. Yeah, and the hat, and the hat had the word lacrosse written on it. And I'm a lacrosse not. And I said, "Where did you get this hat?" She told me that there's this woman who makes these hats in her house, and uh, you know, you, you you can make some pretty nice looking stuff with it with this little knitting machine. And so I said, "Let's go take a look at this knitting machine." So I went over there and took a look at it. I said, "Well, man, we need to get one of these." Because they cost about 1500 bucks or so. So we got one, and I'm pretty fussy with the design. Now, this isn't a machine, Daniel, where you, you just push a button and you make a hat with it. It's a little bit labor-intense. Um, and, and the designing is kind of, was kind of a little bit tough. But to make a long story short, I got pretty good at designing these things and, and was selling more of those hats than I could, that I could deal with. 
you name the college, and I, and I sold it to them. You name the Irish bar, I sold it to them. And we made more hats than you could, you could imagine. The house became overrun with yarn and knit hats and boxes, and the whole deal was actually overwhelming. So I went to the Seneca County ARC people and said, listen, I know you guys are trying to place people out and about in jobs, but I've got a better idea for you. Why don't you buy these people these machines, put them in their houses, I'll sell more hats than they can make, and uh, you don't have to take them anywhere. They can work right in the house. So that's the whole, thing, the whole, so the whole thing originated the industry like that. Wow. So, well, that's, you know, uh, listen, man, let me, let me tell you then what a great idea. And, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, men and women out there and they're not just kids. They're, they're grown adults that, um, you know, they, they have a worth and they have a, uh, and they have a place to go and, and they, and believe it or not, you know, people I say, Hey, these are now tax paying responsible human beings that have value in their life and, and, and really appreciative. So good on you then for coming up with such a great program. Cause I meet with those guys tomorrow. Um, we're going to come up with some type of a breast cancer hat to try to further, um, add monies to upstate medical center through my mother's fund and find a cure for breast cancer right here in Syracuse, New York. Yeah, ARC so, does a great job. I know they do a really good job with yeah. everything here. And different yeah, divisions of ARC are always doing a great job. Well, thanks for the call, bro. Uh, so anyway, I want to go back to this bear thing. I'm trying to look it up. I don't know why we're hunting bears. Well, here's are the thing. Are we overrun? So before I get inundated with hunters calling me, that you know, I, I have nothing against, um, particularly when it's monitored. And when I say that... Um, you get a license, you're told how many fish, they actually have fish counts in lakes, and blah, and you don't want to overfish the lake. you know. So if one year, normally you're allowed three every time you go out, and you want to go out every day, and blah, you do the math, and you, know, you don't want to deplete it to the point where there's not going to be fish for our kids, or you're going to do some kind of damage in the chain. So with that said... Is there really that many bear left in New York State? Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. Come on. you got to be kidding me. The deer population, the reason why they allow certain amounts of licenses and not is because they very carefully monitor with helicopters, sensors, satellite, all kinds of stuff. When we start, the population starts getting so big that you're actually killing deer during the hunting season to modify the number of deer so they don't starve to death in the winter because of the limited amount of resources and the further sprawl of homes homes and stuff. So they, they, they've got a pretty good idea of how to balance that. There was a time here where there were buffalo that roamed wild, where there were, you know, uh, grizzly bears and mountain lions and cougars. Well, they're all pressed back up now up into Canada where it's wilder. No, there aren't a plethora of bear. And if some guy from Brooklyn wants to come down and shoot a bear so he can hang its head in his living room downtown... I say, really? Why, why would you? Why would you allow that? He doesn't need the meat. Go to Wegmans. There's lots of meat in the meat section. You can eat. This is not a self-preservation thing. This is a a, a hunt to kill thing. So you know, there's a great article in um, online right now about. Uh, I think his name was Cecil. Mm-hmm. Um, so they Cecil was the lion that the dentist from Minnesota killed. Uh, and they and he shot the lion first and tracked it 13 hours later, and it was still alive. And then they went on, they brought in a doctor that examined, uh, a veterinarian that examined Cecil and said, the amount of pain and horrific torture that this animal went through as a result of spending 13 hours with a hole in it, bleeding to death with its, you know, come on, man, isn't there something else we can do? 
And there's some other thing. Then I'm, I'm looking at this guy standing over, the proud owner of a dead bear, and I'm thinking, man, that's just one of God's creatures that does not have to go. There's not that many of them. That's my opinion. You can come on now and write me your text about you pussy. We should be able to kill bear and blah blah. There's not that many of them out there. I've They're seen. Not. Uh, there's, I'm just looking up articles while you're talking about it here. People saying that uh, they you can eat bear. It's a it's a meat that people do eat. So maybe they. Yeah. I've never had it, but yeah. you can. This guy needed those. Those bear Those hamburgers bear chops, yeah. down at the Brooklyn barbecue. He There's needs them bad. Six to eight thousand bears and uh, the amount growing in New York State, according to the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation. Yeah, uh, and that's all bears, correct? That's black bears. Black bears. Black okay. bears. Yeah, six to eight thousand in like one of the the eighth largest state land wise in the union. There used to be six hundred thousand of them. There were more than there were human beings, but we've allowed schmucks to come up from Brooklyn and shoot them. So now we're down to six to eight thousand. On whose land? Now what was this like? This is a, Dad's land. Yeah, Dad's land. Yeah. In Oneida I'll County. I'll eat a bear burger. I've never had one. I try one. <laughs> I've never something, had one. Something wrong. With you. You're feeling up, girls. Yeah. You're, you're eating bear burgers. You're I out eat there a bear right burger. now. You're out there right now. You are. You're I out like there. It. I like it too. Actually, I want to see him eat. I want to see it. anything to do with being bear. He's into. Bear. <laughs> he's obviously I'm just a little guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just want it all bear. bear. <laughs> you want to bear down and eat a bear with a bear naked girl. I should we? Uh, should we come back and do a so? Uh, who is Salzone as our so what today? So, Salzone, come back. Don't you have a pertinent question you want to ask Salzone? I understand. Yeah, because I asked Joe. Do we bring him right, in? Josh. We're going to bring him in on air. Yeah, he's going to do so what? With oh, us. I like it. Oh, I like it. Did you see so that see. Uh, that K-pop is now banned in uh, North Korea? It is well. K- that's... K-pop is banned in North Korea. It's a good decision because that stuff's annoying. You may think so. So what did South Korea do? What they're at the DMZ, the demilitarized zone, with giant speakers piping loud, loud K-pop across the border, and the kids are all all <laughs> convening at night. Coming down, freaking and funking to, why are we, uh, to K-pop. Why are we trying to anger Kim Jong? I want K-pop. Trump to have a headset that's really loud that leaks mm-hmm. the music and play K-pop when he gets right off there. the plane. I, I want it. What the hell is K-pop? It's Korean pop, but it's like super annoying. This. This. Yeah, baby. The girls are super smoking. They're like they're like twelve, Paulie. Oh, yeah. Boa. I'm watching with you. Hang on. Yeah, baby, that's K-pop right there. That's what we're talking about. They did it at the Olympics this year. They did. They did K-pop. Yeah, they did a little K-pop that. there. I'm K-popping in my pants All right now. All right, go oh to break God. and come back. Home of the Syracuse Crunch. Mitchell Stevens across. Here's a shot. Score! Kevin Lynch ties the game. Atkinson left side. Shoots. He scores! Picked off by another. Pekka takes it. For Lynch who shoots. He scores. Kevin Lynch with 103 to go in the third period. Gives the crunch its first lead. It's 3-2. to two. ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 and 1440 AM. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and we're back, and we're back with the infamous Joe Salzone with a little round of So What? Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. The mic wasn't even on. There, He was talking. But welcome, right. welcome back. Uh, four-time Pro Bowl quarterback Richard Sherman likely to be released today by the Seattle Seahawks, who said during last offseason they would be open to trading him. Oh. So what? I, I like Richard it. Sherman. Yeah, he could end up with the Patriots is the rumor I'm hearing. I still, but who cares? 
Just the rich getting richer. Yeah, exactly. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I liked Richard Sherman because he was interesting, but I guess it is kind of a so what. Go ahead. So, so. Stephen Curry will not be on the road with the Golden uh, Golden State Warriors after injuring his right ankle during the first quarter of the Warriors-Spurs game Thursday night. Curry will miss a two-game road trip. It's my right ankle. It's my right ankle. It's swollen. <laughs> two, ga- two games, who cares? You know what? This guy, If this guy had a pimple on his knee... He, I've never seen a guy get to take more breaks. I mean, whatever the days when guys suited up and went out there and played through, and it's uh, it makes me. They sick. play hockey. Hockey players do that. I've seen guys break their nose in the first period, and they're out uh, back in the goal uh, third period. I beg you to go online right now and look up Willis Reed comes out of the locker room during the '73 uh, New York Knicks. The guy was hobbled with knee pain, and he plays the first half just to fire up the fans and fire the team up, and they end up winning the NBA title the only time the Knicks ever did it. Wow. Look at that man. Look at me. That's a man. Show me. That's a man's That's man. That's a man's man. Are we looking at Joe or the video? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Reports say the Royals are working on a short-term agreement with third baseman Mike Moustakis, who became a free agent after the 2017 season. There's just nothing in the news, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got nothing no. about this. Royals. Mike Moustakis, huh? No. Okay. The big Mikey M? All the next, right. The next Babe Ruth. I think it's very relevant. All right, Joe. You're on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> An Australian woman found a message in a bottle that was sent from a boat in 1886. The note was written in German. I'm going to guess. Hang on a second. Let me, let me touch my... Let me, can I touch your bottle first? Yes. Yeah. I'm touching Uh-oh. Josh's bottle. I'm going into. That's not a euphemism. I'm, tu- I'm going into in Nostradamus. I'm going to say that um, that the message in the bottle was thrown overboard to test the currents of the ocean to see for nautical reasons. Sure. Is that not accurate? He only read the headline. I only read the headline. You didn't read what the message no. said. You what did the message ass. say? I don't read German. <laughs> I'm sure the news article was, was in uh, German. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's look it up. Josh, you want to look it up? I got it. Oh, this message in bottle. Can you look that up? You couldn't it says. have the message. I just went into a Nostra Daniel trance and I read. I read. I thought you were going to throw the water at me. That's why I backed no, away from I the didn't. microphone. I didn't. What do you got? Josh? All right, here. it's fake. It's fake? Yeah, they, they faked it. While diving in an island in Western Australia, reports Formula One driver Daniel Riccardio claimed they found a 132-year-old message in a bottle, but not everyone believes them. It looks like an elaborate marketing plan that they are using to make some kind of some kind of so you marketing got, you plan. You fell for a, uh, no, a that market. just came out. That's not Joe's fault. That just came out. They, it was reported as the oldest message in a bottle. But uh, it was. It's now being proven as a all this known message in bottle found in Australia. The message in the bottle was discovered on the beach at Wedge Island, Australia, uh, in 1886. Sailors on a German bark called Paula tossed a gin bottle with a message inside the waters, hundreds of miles off the western coast of Australia. Uh, and uh, is there any more description of this? There it is. There's the actual bottle. Thank you very much. Um, but we'd like to hear what the message in the bottle is, and here we have world's fun. Well, well, Nothing. They don't even say it in this article. Hang on, I got, I got, I got stuff. I have a question for Joseph. While you guys are googling, what's, Go your, what's your message, Joseph? Okay, Salzone? so we always talk about we would like to ha- take Joe Salzone to a strip club. 
Yeah. Yes. And what it was like. And your favorite musical artist is? Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Would you Could re- you be whiter? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather go see Billy Joel or get, you know. Or An get amazing like, lap dance. Or, or Billy get, Joel. I've been to strip clubs. I don't like them. Oh. Why really? Not? I don't like them. They're dirty. They're dirty. Germs and disease. Get it. They're dirty. Well, the way, the have way you Paul, seen Billy Joel before? No, I haven't. You've never seen I've him? Never seen, and I'm from Long Island, so you would think wow. I would have done You're that. You're required by law yeah. to see Billy <laughs> Andy Joel. Andy lived in Syracuse, where exactly. it's a huge announcement every other week. <laughs> yeah. He so when, when's, he, when's, he, when's he here? He's not here this year, it's, it, but every year they announce he's coming to the Carrier Dome, and he could still show up this year. We don't know. My best story, Alec, he was at my brother's wedding, and, and uh, my brother knows him better than I do, but I've met him several times. So he wants to meet Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney knows Alec, and Billy turns around because they live near each other, and he says, hey, man, McCartney's going to be out here in the Hamptons for the summer. Are you going to see him? And he goes, yeah, no, undoubtedly he'll be over for dinner. And blah. He goes, uh, I really want to meet him. He's like, well, you're Billy Joel. He goes, I'm sure yeah. if you called his publicist or something, it's not like, who am I compared to you two? So he said, yeah, but I know, but you know him, and I don't want to look like an idiot and ask like the publicist or my agent. He said, can you set it up? And he said, oh, you know, okay. So he he calls whoever he had to call, and next thing you know, he's like, great, look, he'd love to see you. He's really interested in meeting you, too. And he goes, man, if I could collaborate on a song with Paul McCartney. He goes, and he tips me. He goes, yeah, he's a strict vegan. So, like, don't have meat or don't have anything like that around him when you're serving him. Make it all vegetables. Now, Billy had gone to, like, you know, the big Jewish deli or whatever and brought everything out from Zabar's. So he's got... Tongue and corned beef and all this crap. <laughs> and he goes, holy crap. You know, and he, so he's grabbing everything and throwing it in plastic bags. And he doesn't know what to do because he doesn't want him to open the garbage and see that they're there. So he stuffs them in his dining room, like in this cabinet. The pantries, yeah. They, so he stuffs all the stuff in there. And they have this great, and he's playing the piano and they're talking and they're talking about doing a song together. And he goes, then like, you know, this is in the Hamptons. So he goes back to the city and like three weeks later, he comes home, comes back out to the Hamptons. He opens the door and he's like, oh my God, what's that smell? And he totally forgets that he left all this <laughs> liverwurst and crap in his thing. And he's walking around, opened his refrigerator and he, he called out up and told him the story. He goes, I'm looking everywhere going, it smells like there's a dead animal in there. He goes, he goes and I'm freaking out because I can't find it. Yeah. He goes, I go, and I open the cabinet underneath the dining pan, and he goes, ah! Oh, it's meat. all, it's like green with fuzz growing oh. off it. I love that Paulie story. Paulie inherited a car from his grandmother with the same problem. Did he really? Oh, yeah, uh, my grandmother passed away while unloading groceries. And where were you? To help your grandmother. Party. I, was, he I was. don't know where the hell he was. He was in a bus feeling some chick up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so I inherited the car like three weeks later. And so in the, I didn't open the trunk and like I get in the car the first time to drive it and it smells like there's a dead body in the trunk. <laughs> I'm driving around like, what the hell is that smell? I open it up there's like a package of pork chops. <laughs> 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 the way in the trunk that grandma, grandma didn't get in the house. Oh, <laughs> oh that's awful, man. Nasty. That's terrible. Craig McCarthy, my friend, used to steal his mom's car and he'd come out, I'd climb out the window and he'd pick me up. And so one night, Craig's really hammered and, I'm, yeah. and we're like 13 and we're stealing our parents' cars. 
and uh, and he gets sick, and he's in the car. I go, do it out the window, do it out the window, and he hurls forward and and ukes right at the windshield, oh! and he hits the, he hits the windshield and hits the and it hits the dashboard. So we're t- and it's like you know chunks of taco, but whatever the hell we ate yeah. that night. So we're trying to give it the and it seeped down. Oh! In, now this is in the fall, so. Months later, it starts getting really, really cold, and his mother pops the heat on, and, and it fries that stuff <laughs> up, and the whole car. We did, the, we did the greatest job of cleaning up, but I didn't realize it went down the grates. Oh. Boom. We got snagged. What's the smell in my car? Enjoy your lunch, folks. Yeah, we'll, uh, enjoy that. Hand it over to ESPN. What's going on, Levitard? Levitard, yeah. Levitard's yeah. up we next. Have, we, we might have to change show. that. We might have to change the Levitard thing.